0: Hello, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi
1: podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Treks in Sci-Fi for uh, a middle-of-the-week show. This is Rico, your host. This will be podcast number 88 for Wednesday, November 22nd, 2006. Going to delve into the Star Trek animated series on this special midweek show. So, here we go. Welcome everyone to the podcast. This is Rico, your host for Treks in Sci-Fi, your uh, sometimes twice a week uh, podcast about science fiction, Star Trek, Star Wars, and whatever else happens to be going on in the entertainment world of science fiction. This uh, this has been a nice uh, day for me. I had day off work a little early, pre-day uh, off for uh, the big Thanksgiving uh, Day holiday in the United States for tomorrow on Thursday. Was doing a few things around my house. Got some, uh, got a couple of cabinets from my favorite cabinet store, IKEA, today, and was setting those up to store away some more collectibles and just kind of mostly finish that up now. So it's time to sit down and do a Wednesday evening uh, podcast. As you heard from the uh, opening theme song music, that was the uh, opening theme to the Star Trek animated series, which is now out finally. Finally on DVD, just came out yesterday, uh, November twenty first. At least in the states. Hopefully, other places will be getting it soon. If you haven't, uh, this uh, is a long time in coming. It uh, the Star Trek animated series is sort of like the uh, unspoken about uh, cousin or uncle in, in the family of Star Trek series. Not that the quality was was lacking in any way. Actually, this is probably one of the to me. You know, obviously I enjoy it since I'm a Star Trek fan, but for a a Saturday morning cartoon show, this is probably one of the more uh, deeper, uh, well-written Saturday morning cartoon shows, especially from the the early 1970s that, that was produced. It only lasted two seasons, a total of 22 episodes. Actually, the first season was 16 episodes, and the second season, when it came back on, it only lasted for six episodes, and then it was gone. And... There's a, there's a lot of things about the animated series that, that make it sort of unique. Uh, one, this is the really the only series or episodes uh, that were filmed in any way, even though this is animated, that continued the original uh, voyage of the Enterprise with Kirk, Spock, and McCoy as they were then. They got everyone to do the voices of their characters again, all the actors, this, uh, you know, this came out in 1973, the fall of 1973. So it had only been about four or so years since Star Trek had gone off the air. You know, the actors were still around; uh, their voices were pretty much the same. Uh, a lot of the people that did the scripts and writing on the animated series had worked on the original Star Trek. Uh, I, again, the voices were there from the original show, and and the storylines really, you know, they there were some. You know, kind of some strange ones with some odd aliens and things, but the storylines really picked up a lot of uh, kind of right where they were in the uh, from the original series, and a lot of people kind of consider this sort of the the, the rest of the original Enterprise's five-year mission, which is uh, you know kind of the animated series helped fill that out a bit. Now these have uh, been shown uh, occasionally on cable television over the over the years. Uh, I have them on uh, videotape uh, tucked away. But finally, now we have some nice quality DVDs to enjoy of the Star Trek animated series. It comes in a very nice uh, white plastic box package set. There are four discs in the set. uh, And one of the discs, the last discs, excuse me, has uh, some special features on it. Uh, There's four different uh, sort of segments. One is about the making of the animated series with interviews from the people that worked on it, some of the writers, the animators, the, the producers, and so on. Then there's a section that's kind of interesting called "What What's the Star Trek Connection? And then there's a, a real brief uh, text section that's uh, about the history of the animated series. The The interesting part about this was the, the What's the Star Trek con- Connection uh, special feature? And I'm going to uh, play a little bit of that here for you in a second. Basically, they took some, oh, maybe about eight or ten different items, things, people from the animated series and from Star Trek in general and showed you kind of the connections that uh, the animated series had to other areas in Star Trek. Now, in a lot of circles, in in a lot of discussions, early conventions and things, and and even to this day, the animated series of Star Trek is, is sometimes referred to as not being part of the regular Star Trek canon. In other words, like like the novels of Star Trek, they don't really uh, haven't really considered it maybe uh, true Star Trek or part of really Star Trek history exactly. Uh, that it, it's difficult to explain. In my opinion, it's 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 as much Star Trek as anything else. There are overlapping elements. There's an episode in the animated series that uh, features Robert April, who was the actual first captain of the Enterprise who is referred to uh, later on and way in the future in an episode of uh, Star Trek Enterprise. And there's a lot of other connections. The episode I'm going to be commenting on and doing a sort of an audio commentary uh, about today called uh, Yesteryear uh, has a lot of things that are connections between the original series uh, and that are shown in the animated series. So I'm going to play uh, one of the little segments from What's the Star Trek Connection to give you a feel for what I'm talking about right now.
0: In the Star Trek episode, Journey to Babel, we learn that a young Spock had a pet Salat with six-inch fangs. In the animated series, Spock's pet Salat is seen for the first time. Its name is Aichaya. Captain Archer and T'Pol also encounter a Salat on Vulcan in the Star Trek Enterprise episode, The Forge.
1: Yeah, so you can see that there are a lot of connections between the animated series and other uh, Star Trek series. There's a whole list of things here that they go through. The, the CELOT, uh Tribbles, Mindmeld, uh, the Holodeck and Holographs, uh, the Orion Pirates, the Eugenics, uh, Kirk, uh, just lots of different things. And it's, uh, it's well worth uh, watching these extra features on the animated series. I found them uh, really interesting. Uh, the last thing I would like to say about the animated series before I go into uh, an episode of the animated series and do some commentary on it is that uh, you know? This was uh, on the air uh, in on Saturday mornings, uh, 1973, 1974. Star Trek, uh, the regular original series, was uh, you know just getting kind of catching on in reruns. It was really starting to pick up some steam. Some of the early conventions were, were just going to be beginning, uh, and you know, one thing I really think the animated series do did was was kind of keep Trek alive. You know, I think. In those years there between uh, the original series, then there was the animated series, and then finally the first uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture film that came out in 1979, it, it really helped to uh, kind of keep the dream alive a bit and the conventions and, and so forth. I You know, I always think these days I don't quite get with computer animation and everything they can do these days and especially since Star Trek is not on in a, in a regular live-action series, I really think the time is ripe to do another, uh, do another animated Star Trek series. I think that would be excellent. They are doing some new comic books sometime in 2007. There was a small uh, Star Trek manga book that came out to, uh, not too long ago, and I think they're going to do a few more of those. But I think an animated series would just be really good. They could really get into it. Uh, You know, the idea of maybe even doing an animated series that was uh, set in different uh, Star Trek series times, you know, you could do one week maybe, you could do a few Next Generation-type era episodes, and then maybe do some original series stuff, things in Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, and so on. It would be uh, really interesting if they could ever do that. And, you know, the animated uh, series area especially, you can do a lot of things in animation that you don't have to pay for like you would in live action. So it's, who knows, maybe they'll do that someday. But without any further ado, because I don't want to keep this as a, a real, real long podcast, I'm going to go through uh, the second episode in the animated series uh, sort of list uh, in the, early in the first season. This episode is called Year And, well, I'm going to get it started, and we'll talk about it as we go.
2: Captain's Log, Stardate 5373.4. We are in orbit around the planet of the Time Vortex, the focus of all the timelines of our galaxy. Our mission is to assist a team of historians in the investigation of Federation history.
1: This episode is called Yesteryear, written by DC Fontana.
0: The travelers are returning. Cease review.
1: He wrote a number of episodes of the original series.
2: What a trip,
1: Bones. Orion at the dawn of its civilization.
2: Even just observing, not touching anything for fear of changing some piece of history. What's the matter? Bones? Who's he, Jim? What do you mean, who's he? They're pointing you know, Mr. to Spock. Uh, Mr. Spock. I don't, Jim
1: Kirk to Enterprise. Enterprise. Beam up. Aye, sir. They went through the Guardian of Forever, and when Spock came through with Kirk, or after Kirk, Captain, no one else recognized him. I to be one of the historians with you. But a Vulcan? Explain yourself, Mr. Scott.
2: Son? I don't know what's going on, but the first officer of this ship will be treated with respect.
3: Captain... I assure you no one has ever treated me otherwise Who are you? Well, I thought sure you'd know Thalen by now, Jim
4: He's been your first officer for five years Captain Thalen I have come to the conclusion
2: that this is not a game Is an Andorian But if it's reality What happened? Captain's log, supplemental When we were in the time vortex Something appears to have changed the present as we know it No one aboard recognizes Mr. Spock. The only answer is that the past was somehow altered. Nothing. I can't find one thing we did when we were in the vortex that could possibly have affected the future. This episode was uh, directed
1: by Hal Sutherland, who worked on quite a few of the the animated series
4: episodes. The mission, the ship,
2: the crew, except for myself, remain the same. But I know who you are, and no one else aboard does. While we were in Orion's past, the time revision that took place here didn't affect me. Kirk here. Sir, we've checked the Starfleet records Commander Thalen asked for. Your findings? There is no Vulcan named Spock serving with the Starfleet in any capacity.
3: Did you also research the Vulcan family history requested? Yes, sir. I can
2: relay that to your screen. Sarika Vulcan, ambassador to 17 Federation planets in the past 30 years.
4: That is not correct. It is in this case. I wish to ask a question. What of Sarek's family, his wife and son?
2: Amanda, wife of Sarek, born on Earth as Amanda Grayson. The couple separated after the death of their son. The wife was killed in a shuttle accident at Lunaport on her way home to Earth. Ambassador Sarek has not remarried.
4: My mother. The son. What was his name and age when he died? Spock, age 7.
2: So obviously something has changed the past. If we didn't change anything while we were in the time vortex, someone else must have. Was the Guardian in use while we were gone?
3: Yes, but it was nothing unusual. We were scanning recent Vulcan history.
2: What time period?
3: Twenty to thirty Vulcan years past.
2: Was there any notation on the death of Ambassador Sarek's son?
3: Yes. The boy is recorded as dying during the maturity test.
4: The cause one. A survival test, traditional for young males.
3: The date was?
4: The 20th day of Tasmin. How do you know this? That was the day my cousin saved my life in the desert when I was attacked by a wild animal. This cousin? What was his name? I do not recall clearly. I was very young. He called himself... Selleck. he was visiting us but I never saw him after that Spock did Selleck look like you do now I believe so Captain and I know what you're thinking it was I
2: who saved myself that other time but this time you were in Orion's past with us when the historians had the time vortex replay of Vulcan history you couldn't be in two places at once so you died as a boy Guardian
1: Did you hear that?
2: I hear So did everybody it get that
1: Spock, Spock has to, to basically go to back Walton and save his younger self. If he wasn't there this time so when they were the looking at before, the history. It it's a little confusing, but you know the real interesting part about this is you I get to see Spock as a everything. boy and some things that There's happened to a vague him then.
4: memory from a child's point of view. But the details are not clear. You have to remember for you and your mother to live Yes. I will need a Vulcan Desert soft suit and boots and a small selection of streetwear, circa 8877 Vulcan years. The carry bag should be of the same period.
2: You've got it. I'll order the wardrobe section to prepare it now.
3: This, this is the.
1: the I think I said this is place. the second episode that Yet they did. And, uh, and I Dorians thought this would be a good one to start with. The it's the probably considered, considered one of the best of a the animated series. DC Fontana does but a great job on uh, the story and give you a lot more depth to time
3: Spock's character. Live, and so will your mother. That is valuable. Live long and prosper in your world, Commander Spock. And you in yours, Commander Thalen.
2: Nice to know the crew is efficient in this time plane, too. Spock.
4: I wish to visit the planet Vulcan, 30 Vulcan years past, the month of Tasmin, location near the city of Shikar. The neat
1: thing about the animated Star Trek series is, you know, this was back before a lot of computers, computer animation, and a lot of this... This is all hand drawn cell drawings. A very uh, different kind of look than the modern animated series. So Spock has made it back, uh, went through the Guardians back on Vulcan in the past when he was a boy there.
4: Personal log, star date 5373.5, subjective time. I have returned to the past in an attempt to restore the future. I am home, and I had almost forgotten its beauty.
0: Earther! Barbarian! Emotional Earther! You're a trance, Spock. You could never be a true Vulcan. That is not true. My father... Your father brought Shane to Vulcan. He married a human. you haven't even mastered a simple Vulcan neck pinch yet Arthur.
1: so this uh, shows a lot of
5: Spock's my character when he young i regret your witness to that he's unfortunate display
1: lot, of emotion uh, on the part of my first half in the family. breed status all
5: is silence. no more will be said of it live long and prosper Sarika vulcan peace and long life you are of my family my name is Selick. An humble cousin, descended of Tipel
4: and Sasak. I am journeying to the family shrine.
1: So the We're older Spock gods. here is meeting up with Sarek uh, in the past and Will pretending to be a sort of a distant a while, cousin. cousin. Kind of trying to work his way into is the family wrong, and no, help no. Spock out, the young Spock out.
5: It was out. only that it seemed I know you.
1: A family resemblance
4: to
5: our forefathers, no doubt. No doubt. Well, come then. Allow me to welcome you to my home.
1: Yeah, they even got a lot of the guest stars. That's Mark Leonard doing uh, the voice of uh, Sarek.
5: Spock, being Vulcan means following disciplines and philosophies that are difficult and demanding of both mind and body.
0: Yes, Father.
5: You constantly display your emotions. You have even been seen fighting in the street.
0: Yes, Father.
5: The time draws near when you will have to decide whether you will follow Vulcan or human philosophy. Welcome offers much. No war, no crime. Order, logic, and control in place of raw emotions and instinct. Once on the path you choose, you cannot turn back.
0: Yes, Father. I hope you are not disturbed by my son's behavior, Selick.
4: No, my lady Amanda. Any child has much to learn. My young cousin... Has a more difficult road to travel than others.
3: You seem to understand him better than my husband.
4: It is difficult for a father to bear less than perfection in his son. Spock
1: will find his way. I hope so. That's uh, Major Barrett, uh, who, uh, is, is who is so Nurse Chapel. She's doing the voice of a man goes here. through
4: the Kazwan ordeal soon. Does he not? Next month. But tomorrow Instead is of, uh, of Jane
1: Wyatt, who did uh, Amanda's role on the original series in Journey to Babel. ...lost track of time.
5: Soon you will undergo your test of adulthood in the desert. To survive for ten days without food, water, or weapon on Vulcan's Forge will demand more of you than anything ever has. To fail once is not a disgrace. For others, if you fail... There will be those who will call you a coward all your life
1: some I of the other incidental voices uh, a lot I of times on mother? the animated series are done there by Jimmy no Do and Scotty he has a very or you had a very good uh, ability to change spirit, his voice although... do a lot of different accents and voices so he does a lot of the aliens and other uh, sort of incidental I'll characters throughout the what animated if I'm not series
0: a true Vulcan, like they say.
1: Spock is talking to his uh, pet, Selot, who looks like kind of a big, kind of a, a big bear, as he was described in *Journey to Babel*, like a big teddy bear. He's a uh,
4: personal law huge uh, beast. Five
1: three seven three
4: point nine subjective time. The timeline seems to have changed again. Yet I do not believe I have done anything to disrupt it. My memory is quite clear regarding the date my cousin saved my life, and it is tomorrow. The Kazwan ordeal is an ancient rite of warrior days. When Vulcans turned to logic, they reasoned they must maintain the tests of courage and strength to keep pure logic from making them weak and helpless.
0: No, Aichaya. This is my own test. I have to do it alone. Stay.
1: So the, the young Spock is slipping out in the night into the, de- into the desert to um, kind of perform his own little uh, Kazwan's test. Of course. I should have remembered. It wasn't the actual Kazwan ordeal.
0: Aichaya, go home. You are too old and too fat for this. That's how you always get around Mother. But it does not work with me. Go home, Aichaya.
1: Poor Aichaya.
4: Personal log. The boy, Spock, should be moving toward the Langham Mountains. He. I had much to prove to myself. The personal ordeal upon which I embarked was meant to determine the course my
5: life would take.
0: Sarek, our son and the visitor are gone.
5: This cousin Sarek, something strange about him.
0: You don't think he'd harm Spock?
5: I don't know, Amanda. I will notify the authorities and ask them to initiate a search.
1: There's a uh, large uh, creature that's chasing the, uh, chasing the young Spock, and Aichaya, and the Seloth, is, is protecting the young Spock.
0: Aichaya, good boy.
4: I suggest we move away from this area before the Lamachia regains consciousness.
0: Thank you for helping me, and chaya.
4: It was my duty, Spock.
0: Mother says you should always say thank you.
4: The Lady Amanda is known for her graciousness.
0: Do you think I'll ever be able to do that neck pinch as well as you?
4: I dare
1: say you will. Come now. So, so the older Spock uh, pinched the uh, other creature down, and now they're heading back. You
0: followed me. Why?
1: I suspected you would go.
4: You are worried about the Kazwan ordeal.
0: I had to see if I could do it, a personal test. I cannot fail.
4: That is your father's wish?
0: Yes, and my mother's. They, they confuse me. Father wants me to do things his way, and mother says I should, but then she goes.
4: She is a human woman with strong emotion and sensitivities. She embarrasses you
1: the voice for the young Spock is played and by someone named Keith Sutherland. Yourself, uh, I believe it's probably know? Hal Sutherland there who directed this. He's uh, probably his son. He got mind. to do the voice for the young Spock. It is not fatal.
4: What you do not yet understand, Spock, is that Vulcans do not lack emotion. It is only that ours is controlled. Logic offers a serenity humans seldom experience in full. We have emotions, but we deal with them. And do not let them control us.
0: Aichaya!
4: The Lamacia struck him with its poison claws in the fight.
0: Is he dying?
4: Yes. Personal log. Something unexpected has again occurred. The Selat, Aichaya was struck by the poisonous claws of the Lamacia he fought he is dying unless we can find a healer and soon we cannot get him back to the city to a healer he is too large to move
0: then what?
4: you are a Vulcan what is the logical thing to do?
0: I can bring a healer here
4: it is a long journey across the desert there are many dangers I will go
0: no, this is my duty no one else can do it for me Will you stay with him?
4: This did not happen before. My life decision was made without the sacrifice of yours, old friend. I know there is pain.
1: I can help a little. Sleep now. So this continues the young Spock's uh, test... Uh, of the Kazwan on his own trying to uh, bring a healer for Aichaya. Really good to see how how Spock was as a boy in this episode. Uh, he's got the, he, you know, he comes a long way by the time he's in Starfleet. The
3: hour is late. I trust your errand is urgent.
0: Most urgent, healer. My sailor fought a LaMacha in the Langan foothills. He suffered a small wound, but the poison of its claws is working in him now. Please, you must come with me. He needs your healing.
3: You are Spock, son of Sarek, are you not?
0: Yes, healer.
3: I have heard of you. I have heard of a tendency toward what humans call practical jokes.
0: I did that once, two years ago. Healer, I would not call you out unless a life was in danger. Have you ever heard the son of Sarek was a liar?
3: No, that has never been said. Very well. Wait here and I will get my medicines.
0: Healer, please hurry!
1: The the look of uh, Vulcan that they do in this episode in the animated uh, show here, yesteryear, is, is pretty interesting. Very mountainous, uh, desert-like. It will uh, it, not be it's long pretty now, much like uh, they've shown Vulcan in, in other mm-hmm. times. You made the desert crossing most efficiently.
4: You will not disappoint Sarek in your Kazwan.
0: I wanted only to help Aichaya. He was my father's before he was mine. To lose him...
4: A Vulcan would face such a loss without tears. How? By understanding every life comes to an end when time demands it. Loss of life is to be mourned, but only if the life was wasted. Aichaya's
3: was not. Spot? Yes, sir. It has been too long. No antidote known will save his life.
0: Is there nothing you can do?
3: I can prolong his life, but he will be in pain, or I can release him from life. I will need your decision. He is your pet.
0: Release him. It is fitting he dies with peace and dignity. Hmm.
1: That's a pretty tough call for a little kid to make uh, and for young Spark to deal with.
0: I regret having troubled you in any way, but it was necessary.
5: I trust you can explain why it was necessary.
0: There was a decision to be made. A direction for my life had to be chosen. I chose Vulcan.
5: It is good, then. You have comported yourself with honor. We will see Aichaya is brought home from the mountains.
0: Thank you, Father. If you will excuse me now, I have some business to conduct with schoolmates. Business? A demonstration of the Vulcan neck pinch. Our cousin taught me.
4: I, too, must make my farewells. Your hospitality has been most kind,
5: but I must journey on. You saved my son's life, Selik. There is no way I can fully repay you for that. Try to understand your son, Sarek of Vulcan. It will be repayment enough for me. A strange request, but I will honor it. My home is yours if you pass this way again. I think I shall not. Peace and long life. Live long and prosper, cousin.
1: So the uh, older Spock helped the younger Spock out pretty
2: pretty well. Now he's heading back through the Guardian. I sent the others up to the ship. What happened?
4: One small thing was changed this time. A
2: pet died. A pet? Well, that wouldn't mean much in the course of time. It might. To some. Enterprise, this is the captain. Two to beam up. Two to beam up, aye, sir.
4: So you two finally got back from your vacation While you've been running all of Orion's
2: creation I've been running the annual crew physicals You're the last ones Welcome aboard, Mr. Spock Never mind the chit-chat I've got my medical scanners all set up for a Vulcan I have to recalibrate every time I run a physical on you, Spock
4: Dr. McCoy, you do not know your good fortune If the times were different You would have to recalibrate for an Andorian What's that supposed to mean? If that was supposed to be a joke, Spock, I have to remind you, Vulcans don't tell jokes. Times change, Doctor. Times change.
1: So there you have a uh, first time uh, for Trekson Sci-Fi to look at the Star Trek animated series. I think it was a good episode to to look at uh, for uh, for the first time. Yesteryear, DC Fontana showed a lot about a Spock when he was a young boy on Vulcan. His pet, Selot, uh, his The Kazwan, this Vulcan little test of manhood. How, uh, you know, really how Spock went down the more Vulcan path about uh, no emotions and and discipline and logic and everything rather than kind of going down his human side this kind of decided that for him and it's definitely uh, definitely a good piece of Star Trek here animated series or not Well, I hope everybody lo- enjoyed this uh, look at the, uh, the new animated uh, Star Trek DVD set that's out. I-, I definitely urge you, if you've never seen these episodes, or maybe haven't seen them in a, in a very long time, to pick up this four-disc DVD set. It- it's well worth it. Uh, it's a very nice package. Uh, the transfers look good. There's some extra features. And it's definitely a, a must-have for Star Trek fans out there. I'm gonna to try to. Uh, I was thinking I'm gonna to try to do some uh, some of these episodes, the animated series, uh, for the midweek shows. It, it's a good shorter episode to look at, and it, it kind of breaks things up, and I can get through them a little bit better than using these on the weekend show. So, so look forward to more animated series episode reviews and commentaries over the coming weeks uh, for the middle of the week type shows. I think that's just about it. Oh, one last thing I wanted to mention. A couple last things. First, we are going to do that Skype call this weekend, Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look for Trek SF on Skype if you want to join in. I know some people on the forums are planning on being there. Going to talk TV, movies, sci-fi in general. And there will be a weekend show this weekend. I may just use that Skype call for the weekend show, or I may look at an episode or something. haven't quite decided that yet, uh, but uh, yeah, give you something to be surprised about for the Sunday show. The last thing I wanted to announce is in about a week, a little more than a week, I am going to be heading to Germany for a week for work. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I've been there before, about eh, about a year and a half ago. It's a fun time. Anyway, I will maybe be missing a podcast because of that uh, for one weekend. I will try to do it ahead of time if I can, and I'll keep everyone uh, kind of advised when we get a little closer. I'm going from about December 2nd to about December, I guess, 7th or 8th or something like that is my time frame right now. So just wanted to mention that. Oh, one last uh, bit of news also or announcement. Uh, Make sure to send in your uh, email or audio comment for the contest to win the large uh, T-shirt from the podcast, podcast T-shirt. Just send in your comment on an episode uh, that you would like to hear me comment on, do commentary for. Uh, from Star Trek that I haven't done yet. I've had a few so far. I'd like to uh, get a few more before the weekend when I announce the winner on this weekend's uh, podcast. I will be randomly selecting one, and I'll be talking a little bit about what what episodes people decided that they would like to hear uh, me uh, do a podcast on. So until this weekend and the Skype call on Saturday and a podcast on Sunday, this is Rico. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to all the... uh, american listeners out there and to the rest of the world uh i will talk to you again soon and enjoy uh the next few days until i talk to you next bye-bye for now
0: this has been a rick
1: Dosti production this podcast copyright 2006 all rights reserved